Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you? What the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fuck Nicks? Yeah? What the fucksters? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast. How are you? Have I neglected you? Have I not checked in recently? Is everything okay? Are you holding up all right? How's your uh how's your hand? How's your knee? How's that thing on your head? Did you get the did you get that thing on your leg removed? How did what did it turn out to be? Is it, did you add too much salt? Well, how can you fix that? I, I don't know. These are big problems. How's the cake? What's, how is your cake? How's your dog, cat, fish, lizard, snake? How's the cake? How's the cake? Okay, listen to me. I'm going to pronounce this correctly a few times, I believe. Today, I'm talking to Zasi Beats, okay? Zasi Beats. She plays Van on Atlanta. Have you watched the new Atlanta? I talked to her about it, but I was sort of like, I, again, old guying it. I, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing some serious old guying lately, both in my mind, in my heart, in my body, and how I see myself in the world. Old guying, yeah, uh, it's problematic. Maybe I can pull out of it because I'd like to go the other way. But listen, Zasi beats. She plays Van on Atlanta. And uh, I've been in three things with her, but I've never met her before, before recently for the bad guys press. We did easy. She's in three episodes. I as well am in three episodes. We're in Joker together and we did the bad guys. And this is the first time I I met, I've met her. Not right here, but I mean, for the bad guy, it's just interesting. Zazi beats. I don't, I think she's got one of those names that she doesn't bother to correct people on anymore when they fuck it up. But I listened to her say it, and I think I said it correctly. Or maybe I just said it incorrectly like nine times. But let me talk, let me talk about uh, this fella I know, a, a fairly essential character in the podcast history, uh, Jeff Ulrich. If you listen to any podcast regularly, uh, you probably don't realize that Jeff Ulrich is somewhat responsible. You might know that, that name if you're a longtime Earwolf listener or if you just know the history of podcasting because Jeff started the Earwolf Network. And that company became a model for the whole podcast industry, the way podcasts make money and get distributed and all that. Uh, that's all uh, because of Jeff in a way. Now Jeff's starting a new company. And when he told us about it, we thought, well, basically, we thought it would be a good thing to let you know about it as well. 
It's called Dove Orchids, and it's a company that is 100% owned and operated by autistic people with the mission to improve autistic representation everywhere. Jeff is autistic, and he wanted to start a company with autistic people that will work with other companies on how to better engage their autistic employees and customers. Every company can benefit from the diverse thinking and skills autistic people bring to the table. And if you're a parent or a caretaker of an autistic person, they want to hear from you too. Jeff wrote a Medium post about being autistic and starting a new business that you can find at DoveOrchids.com. Go check it out if you're part of a business that wants to reduce stigma and increase opportunities for autistic people, or just check it out if you're interested in learning more about neurodiversity and autistic acceptance. That's DoveOrchids.com. So the old guying continues. I, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I'm just, I can't tell if I am actually out of the loop, if there is a loop, if I am the loop, am I the loop? Am I am my loop, I think. I do feel like I have my fingers on the pulse of something, but not most things. I seem to miss just about everything until somebody says you should watch that, but I don't know if that's unlike anybody else. Is there a single pulse to have your finger on other than the demise of, of Western civilization, the planet Earth, and the human species. I feel like I'm innately and and uh, emphatically on the pulse of that. But that's because I can see my own light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know if, if it's relative to that, just that because I'm old and I, and I know it's coming and I have to reckon with that on a daily basis. I guess not everyone does. Uh, I'm not sick, but I think about it. I think about these things. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if I don't understand things. I don't know what uh, 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 crypto is. But, and, and the other thing, the, uh, the uh, what are they called? NFTs. I kind of get it. Do I need to know? That's the other thing. I'm old. Do I need to know? How do you not know this? I don't know. Maybe I only have so much space right now. Maybe I don't want to load up the drive with more crap. I have to fucking, I, I really do. I've really got to upload some of this shit or just get rid of it. Just delete. Put it in the trash. But because of that, I feel a little out of the loop. I don't know. I was talking to my mother. I was talking to my father. I talked to them both within an hour of each other. My dad is is hanging in. He seems to uh, continue to know basically what's up. He knows. I find it necessary now to go, hey, dad, it's Mark. Mark. It's Mark. Your son. Hi, dad. It's Mark. He did make reference to, uh, you know, I've, t- I've talked to him about things and, and it's, it's kind of fun to talk to him about things now in the state that he's in where some things are just, you know, talk, talking about a hard drive that's uh, slowly uh, deleting itself. But, you know, he knows I'm kind of half looking for a place. Maybe I get a place out in New Mexico and he's like, what for? Just save your money. I'm like, for what? He's like, you know, you just, you know, you just know you have it. Just save it. You know, and then I'm like, then what happens to it? He's like, give it to your family, to your grandkids. I'm like, wrong son, wrong son, sir. <laughs> but uh, then talk to my mom and she's holding up. But I don't know. You know, you talk to your folks. I'm fortunate that they're both alive so I can be part of this process. <laughs> the, the, the undoing. But, um, you know, I just don't know. I don't like I do not know why I work so fucking hard. I do know I do not know why I just drive myself into exhaustion. You would think that, you know, with my life that it doesn't seem that complicated. I'm fucking busy as fuck and at the end of the day, I don't know why. I I realize I sit down at the end of the day not unlike many people and I'm like, 
what what was that how long ago was this morning jesus christ that was fucking crazy and people are like yeah it's good to be busy is it good to be busy I've got to shift away. I've got to meditate. I've got to slow it down. I've got to ease up on the coffee. Do you think drinking a quart of coffee is too much? Because I'm drinking over a quart of coffee a day, usually before noon. And then I feel queasy and dehydrated and uh, uh, my skin itches. You think that's a coffee? You think I should just give that up? Where's the joy then? Where's the joy without the coffee? And I've been around this fucking cycle so many times in my goddamn life. The insecurity stuff is starting to bother me. The vulnerability and insecurity of aging. Again, not that old. 58, but you start to feel it. I start to feel it. I kinda, I'm kind of i dreaming heavily, too. A lot of dreams to the point where it's sort of like when you wake up and you're like, oh, wow, that's disappointing. But the, the, the sort of strange insecurity that's happening. I mean, I've been doing the material I've been doing now since we could start doing material. A lot of it's relative to... Uh, coming out of the grief and coming out of the pandemic. And, and you know, there's like an hour and a half of stuff. I got to tighten it up. I'm being hard on myself. I'm playing guitar. I, well, I played it last night. I don't know how it went. I'm on my own. Jimmy Vivino's not with me. I'm doing a trio. But there's part of me that thinks like, okay, I'm having a good time. Okay, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, I'm bucket listing this thing. But there's part of me that's like, but who, who really wants to hear this? Do we need another old guy playing guitar with his friends? Do we, in public... Can't, isn't that something I can keep to myself? And would I do it if I was only going to keep it to myself? Probably not. I don't know. I know that all that's happening in me is not bad. That if this sense of insecurity or lack of confidence is just some sort of unavoidable vulnerability, I can probably work from there. And I probably should. That's the pressing thing I think that's happening. Is that, look, a lot of you know me and I do have a, I have a, a way I act in public. I do think I have a way I act here. Uh, it's not without depth. It's not without showing this, but something else is happening. There's some part of my uh, weird-ass vulnerability that's you know kind of old in the sense that it's been down there a while. I, I think might you know might want to come out and uh, and 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 play. <laughs> I don't, and I don't really know what that looks like, but I feel it. There's a, there's like, you know, how many, how many marks are there inside of me? Let's find out. Let's count them. Let's count the marks inside me. I'll let you know how that goes. Zasi Beats is here. Well, she was here. Season three of Atlanta is on Thursday nights on FX and streaming on Hulu. The Bad Guys comes out in theaters April 22nd. I've been watching Atlanta and I got to be honest with you. When you watch it or when I watch it, then this is where all the old Manning uh, conversation started. was like, I'm like, am I missing something? Is this just too, is it trying too hard? Is it too arty? But like, it is sort of conceptual and poetic filmmaking. But I got to be honest with you, that third episode, the one that was just on last week, it's fucking with me. It's making me think about a lot of things um, from a black perspective in a way that was sort of a roundabout way. It was non-verbalized. It was explored poetically. And and Zazie was great on that episode, uh, as they all are. But it's really starting to twist my brain a bit. It, like, it keeps coming back in my brain. That's the thing about that show. And it's not because of a joke. It's not because of a line. It's because you're like, what the fuck is up with that? And that's not bad. 
If I could make a show that had more of that, what the fuck is up with that? I'd be happy. Anyways, this is me talking to Zasi Beats. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school, or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature, and now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Fox Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Fox Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts. Nice to see you. You too. Nice to see you again. So I know I uh, I can't believe we've been in three things and we never met before, but that's the way show business works. Yeah, it is odd. I've also done things with friends of mine who I never see ever on no. set. Yeah, but we're all you know we do press together. Yeah, and that's when you see each other. Yeah. <laughs> so like, what's the deal? Like, wait, like, you're you don't you don't live here. You live in New York. No, yeah, I live in New York. Do you hate coming here? Uh. Hate is a strong word. Yeah. Do I enjoy spending extended time here? No. No? A week is good. A week in January is great. Yeah. Uh, more than that, I'm done. Wait, really? What yeah. is it? Is it just all show business? Don't you have friends here? Can't you? Uh, I do have friends here. Yeah. I'd say that's the highlight. Um, but I have to say, I I find the sunshine a bit aggro. <laughs> It's a lot. (laughs) Um, And I've realized I just connect to walking cities. So even, you know, this trip, I I decided because Ubers take so long to, to get to you. I was like, if it's if it's under a mile and a half I'll just walk there Yeah. but then half the time I'm like walking on the side of a highway yeah. I'm like this is terrible <laughs> everybody who tries that when they come to LA they're yeah. sort of like it, it's not that far I'll walk but they're just you feel weird you feel just isolated. alone yeah, yeah. and it, kind of like is this legal yeah. like yeah. should yeah. I be here why isn't there anyone else walking yeah. there's nothing to look at there's weird shit yeah. in the gutters yeah yeah and so um that is a deterrent for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then otherwise- Do you I'm, drive? Well, I got my license three years ago because I kept coming to LA. And I was like, I'm tired of being car sick, yeah. sitting in the back. I always get car sick. Me too. It's and so I worst. would associate my like weeks here of yeah. just being nauseous the entire time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say food is great here. Yeah. Food is really good. Don't you get nauseous in cabs? I can't fucking stand I cabs. Really, I mean, I take you cabs- You just take the train. But I take the train a Every, lot of the time uh, too. Every once in a while, I've gotten into cabs in New York, and it's the worst. Yeah, yeah. It's start and stop. I Yeah, I get nauseous, yeah. which is why sometimes I'll, I'll so, prefer the train. But what, uh, I feel like that's very negative. What, LA has be, its upsides. Uh, are we going to try and sp- spin it positive? Yeah, you know, it's, it's 2022. Let's, yeah. like, yeah. switch it up. Let's LA <laughs> has some great... Yeah. Uh, P- uh, uh, beaches. Not, sh- 
sure. Oh, yeah. You, have you gone to the beach since you've been here? Uh, not this time, <laughs> but I have been there. Are you, are you a beach person? I like the beach. I like the sea. Yeah. I think the ocean water does a lot of healing spiritually, physically. Can you be on a boat? Can you be on a ship? Um, you know, I haven't spent much ex- much time on I can't boats. stand it. Get nauseous. No. You get nauseous in a car, man. You're getting you're fucking get nauseous, nauseous on a boat. boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, the well, worst. Oh, I'll swim in the sea. Yeah, that's nice. Just yeah. go in a little bit. Yeah. Take it in. So, uh, what I watched, um, I watch Atlanta. I watch okay. it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad. I hope you don't hate watch it. No, I don't hate watch it. Good. I'm just a guy trying to understand things. Yeah, of course. Aren't How, we all? Do you understand it? I do, and sometimes I don't. Is that true? Like, I watched I the first so. one. Yeah. And you're not in that one. No. No, sort of a mini horror movie. Watch the second ish. one. I did watch it. Oh, oh, okay, okay. The Amsterdam one? Yeah. Yeah, I watched that one. Oh, good. And you kind of come into a situation. Yeah. And you're kind of there, and everyone's kind of there, and you're like, why are they all there? It's not real clear. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I know that he's there to perform, and and uh, Donald's there to manage, and then you're just there. and there. But I'm because of the way it's shot, mm-hmm. I'm looking for deeper meaning. Yeah. Uh. I think there's deeper meaning. Of course, there has to be. What the hell was that? <laughs> that guy, <laughs> Tupac. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think that that's reflections on death and transition and letting go and uh-huh. moving forward. Uh-huh. In my opinion, and in terms of yeah. Van's arcs opinion. Yeah. Uh huh. So my reason will continue to reveal itself, um, mm-hmm. and. You know, other than that, I think we're all just existing in the yeah. same way we do every day. Well, what's the like? What is the process of shooting that? You get full scripts that are like to the. I mean, I have to assume that all that stuff is pretty uh, on the paper. Yes, there's no yes. riffing when it comes to that. Not when it comes to um, killing Tupac, but there's definitely like <laughs> riffing. Front, but Amsterdam in general. <laughs> I mean, somebody had to sit down and decide that start. It's not like we left the second season and everyone was heading to Amsterdam. No, it was that. It was? The last episode is all of them going on a plane to tour in Europe. Oh. Yeah. But then there's like... A, it's we, a problem when you got to wait three years yeah. for, or however. Four. Four years. <laughs> uh, but it's, it doesn't pick up directly off of that experience there's like an assumption that time has passed yeah and paperboy or alfred yeah has become more famous right and in the same way donald has yeah and sort of the whole show really is in my opinion donald's life and yeah. his experience emotionally oh. and psychologically and also literally yeah. so i think a lot of a lot of the very absurd happenings in the show yeah. are real events that happen to him yeah i always forget that he's a big him. musical act yeah but he is he is yeah he's and a gifted he, gentleman that guy he's he is a gentleman <laughs> and he is gifted but i definitely know a lot of the like europe tour stuff comes from his own sort of experience and when you start like working with that guy i mean how did that how did that start did you know him before not at all it was just a standard audition really i had been when i booked the pilot for atlanta i had been signed with my agent for like eight months and it was my it was my fourth project yeah so you know the first project i kind of like was an indie i Basically, I lost lost money on that. Yeah. Um, and the second one, I was a day player on this movie. The third one, I actually 
it was a movie. It was going for like three weeks. I had to quit my job, my yeah. day job. Which it, movie? Um, it's called Wolves. How'd that go? I think it went well. I played like high school girlfriend. Okay. Um, but I assumed I would just go back to work after. But while I was shooting Wolves, I booked the pilot for Atlanta. And that bought me a little more time. And then the pilot got picked up. And that bought me the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, very quick, like, and snowball. That, do you think that was, the, that was uh, the changer that broke you? Oh, absolutely. That completely changed my life. Um, they got Joker after that? I got Deadpool easy. first. Deadpool. And Easy and Joker. I mean, everything else. So. Did you like doing Easy? I did. It's weird, right? How did how did Joe just come find you? Yeah, yeah, Joe. <laughs> Have you talked to him lately? Um, not lately. I wonder what's up with that guy. Do you like talk to him regularly? No, I don't. He's I think an he's odd just guy. Making stuff in Chicago. Yeah, that's what he does. He makes stuff in Chicago. That was that's what was nice about Easy. Honestly, it was it really did feel like friends. Just making stuff, almost like yeah. a college. Yeah, like yeah, we're gonna do our thesis movie for theater yeah. class and, and, the, and real improv shit. Yeah, that was the best part of that thing. That was the best part. He knows how to cut that stuff. That's I not know. easy. Do you feel comfortable doing improv? Oh yeah, I don't mind. It's great. Yeah. But you always, I like, uh, I always wonder how is he? He's got to put that in, together in his head. Yeah, and you're kind of evolving the story as it goes. Yeah, and you can just, you just got to trust that he knows what he's doing. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like it. No, <laughs> no, but that's what makes it all in some ways also very approachable and yeah. made it fun. Because yeah. I think if he was too like, oh, oh, tour, blah, yeah. blah, blah, it would have felt more intimidating. Like, yeah. do I know what I'm doing? I'm trying to remember yours. You were with uh, that guy, right? Dave Franco and, and Aya Cash. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yes. So, our, I mean, our storyline... Did you do any more or just the one? I did all three. Yeah, me too. Um, we must be like, there's only a few of us that did every season. Well, yeah, I guess we're suckers. No, it's cool, right? <laughs> I like going to Chicago. Yeah, I love Chicago. I know. I never, like, in recent years, I've been like, this is a real city. It's a real place with real things. Only recently? Well, I mean, I would go there, you yeah. know, and do comedy, but like to spend a week or two there, you're like, there's some cities where you're like, you can't get a sense of the identity of the place mm. and it doesn't feel, it's not a cohesive experience to me, mm -hmm. but over time you start to realize like there's real Chicago stuff yeah, and there's yeah. real Chicago people and there's a personality dug deep yeah. and you know, it's, uh, it's charming and gritty and weird. Yeah. I really liked Chicago. Like Chicago smokes and eats things it shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> they have great food there a lot yeah. um i like that it feels like this like northern city and i don't think it's trying to be anything else nope. um like some places i'm like you're trying to be new york or yeah. you're trying to you know whatever and i feel like chicago is very proudly chicago where'd yeah. you come from new york Really? Yeah, that's my bias as well. Yeah. Um, you grew I, up there the whole time? Yeah, I was born in Berlin because I'm half German, so I, I was... I was. Who's German? My dad. Do you, is, is he still around? Yes. Where's he much. live? He lives in Jersey now. In Jersey. He's a yeah. German in Jersey? A German in Jersey, yes. And but like, do you have family in Germany? Yeah, I do. His whole family. And you go there? Yeah. Now, so you speak German? Yeah. What part of Germany? 
uh, he's from Berlin, yeah. East Germany, actually. Yeah. I grew up. Um, but the, um, so his parents are in Berlin. Yeah. I have a cousin in Berlin. And then the rest of the family is sprinkled throughout the country. Do you have brothers and sisters? I have a half brother, Justin. He's 15. Who's half? My mom. Oh, and that was after you? Yes. Oh, he's okay. After, he's younger than you. Yeah. So he, my parents divorced when I was five, and then my mom got remarried. <clears throat> good guy? Um, yes, very good guy. That's yeah, nice. All worked out. It did work out, <laughs> and I'm so glad I have a sibling now. I was very resentful about the fact that I didn't. Oh, really? Yeah. But like Germany, I have no sense of Germany. Have you ever been? No. Ooh. I know. You should go. I know. Berlin I, is really great. Is it? Mm-hmm. Still? It's very, you know, every international city, I think, is changing and yeah. becoming corporate. Sure. Uh, or like big city. Like, I feel like that's happening to London and Paris and New York and Oh, LA. I went to London. It was like so many cranes building so many buildings. Yeah, like just condos. Yeah, I don't know what they are. very interesting. New York, too, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who the fuck is living in all those buildings? I think nobody. Isn't that weird, yeah. though? I mean, I've, I've lived in New York for years, and I go back there, and I see that all these buildings, and no one can afford to live there. So what is it? They're just big monuments to invested money? I think, yeah, I don't know how they're making money off of it. Yeah, I don't um, get it. I think it's a lot of foreign investors. The oligarchs. Yeah. Hiding their money in large, <laughs> in empty buildings, buildings <laughs> in New York. We have to deal with. Yeah. Um, but you have a relationship with Germany? I do, absolutely. So I used to go... Um, yeah, so I was born there, yeah. and then I went to I went to preschool there. So I I lived there when speak I speak German, obviously. I speak German. That's a rough language. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's actually well, yeah. the grammar is rough. Well, and the sound of it's rough. The you know, sound of it, it's actually quite similar to English. Yeah. Maybe not the sound. Isn't but there, there a lot of hooks and? <laughs> yeah, there are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like hand, hunt, hand, shoe, shoe. Right. Okay. So that's two things. Jacket, yaka. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I feel I like it. they're yeah. cognates, but then the grammar just sort of like destroys any sort of yeah. <laughs> semblance of relationship between German and English. Oh, so, the grammar yeah. is quite, quite complicated. Yeah. But um, but you got it second nature, right? It did. Yeah. Luckily. Huh. So you go back and you you have grandparents there? I and... do. Yes. So I, I would. It's crazy. I, I mean, it's not really, but to me it is. I guess. I'm just weird about Germany, I think. I mean, uh, maybe as you should be. <laughs> um, but I would go back, yeah, every summer, uh, you know, essentially instead of like summer camp, my parents would just send me to Germany and so I'd spend my like two months with them. Yeah. So I had a lot of alone time with them. And my fam, besides my dad, nobody in my family speaks English. So. Um, oh, in so, Germany. Yes, yeah, so it was full German and I, I have a very close relationship with them and. I love them very much. You got to do a German movie. I do. I'm trying, but... um, You ever watch Fassbender movies? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Too bad he's not around. You could do a weird, (laughs) fucked up... (laughs) I mean, there's a... Yeah, there's a few filmmakers I would love to do stuff with, but... um, I think that would be amazing at this point in your career as you're getting known in America to just, you know, do a full-on fucking German movie. I think I would love to. Um, How is that not happening? Who do we got to call? Have you looked at scripts in German? Not full German. I get a lot of... Or not a lot, but I get some, like, she's... She's maybe, or they work in sometimes my like German ness, right? um, Or they find it intriguing, and yeah, and then and then it like 
conveniently yeah. works with the story. But yeah. I haven't done like a full, just full German everything. I would love to. Yeah, it'd be great. But I don't. I guess I don't really know German casting people or German or directors even. I mean, not personally. Yeah, I haven't watched. I don't know if I've seen it. I've seen a few uh, contemporary German movies. Have you but... seen Tony Erdman? Yeah, I did. That I think... one is so good. Is that the, about the woman? And the father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It's a yeah. crazy movie. I would love to work with the, Mahan Ad as that director. It's like a two and a half hour long movie. It's, and like it's three hours. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's bizarre. It's yeah, it's great. Yeah. I remember watching that. Was it Film Forum for a long time? I yeah, think. probably. Yeah. Yeah. That and then also, I don't know what it's called in, I think it's the White Ribbon in English. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, that's Hanukkah. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, that one's really good. I don't know that if I saw like that. That one's like turn of the century, black and white. It, it's it was made. It's a modern film. Yeah. But it takes place turn of the century. It's this black and white story. Uh-huh. Um, about this like village and all these terrible things are happening in the village, and everybody's yeah. trying to figure out <laughs> who's doing it, and it's yeah. sort of kind of a lot from the point of view of the children and then this like teach it's very interesting yeah the white ribbon i think is the and it's a german ribbon. director yeah yeah you got to get into one yeah i'm just curious about it i just want to see you speak german at length <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I'd be like wow it's yeah. real yeah people don't usually believe it until they well you don't have any accent of any kind no huh and that's just normal. I don't have an accent, but yeah. I I flub grammar sometimes. I, I don't even. I barely know how to talk. <laughs> <laughs> do mean, you know any other languages? No, I can't do it. Did you learn? What did you learn in school? Like I, I I can barely get through English. Yeah, <laughs> my grammar's terrible, and like I don't. You know, I was an English major. I studied Spanish. Really? Yeah, I studied Spanish in like high school, and I just couldn't deal. Where did you go to college? Boston University. Okay. Where did you go to college? Skidmore College. Oh, I know that college. Yeah, we're close. Yeah, Boston. that's a fancy school, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Is it an Ivy League school? Like close? or They want to be an Ivy, right. I guess. They're so, not, but they, it, it's like mini Ivy, I think they call themselves. So you, why'd your dad move here? Like what was it, that, what got him out of Germany? Well, um, so my dad grew up in East Germany. When the wall came down in 89, he was just like... Yeah. Well, let's go to America. Well, they might put it back up in a couple of years. So we'll <laughs> see what happens. It's not clear how this is all going to pan out, but yeah. Honestly, I think a lot of old communists Are like, <laughs> wouldn't finally. mind. Yeah. yeah. We're but back. Um, my dad, yeah, so he came to the U.S. Yeah. and then quite quickly, within a couple of months, he met my mom. Yeah. They oh, so he moved here love. when he met her? Like they didn't meet in Germany? No, so he, he well, he, he didn't move here. He came here on like a summer program. Met my mom on that summer program. Like a college thing? No, he was 25-ish when that happened. What's he do? He's a cabinet maker. Really? Yeah. I need some work. But he's not here. He's not here. He's in New York. <laughs> he's in Jersey. But he's great. He does most of my furniture. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's great. Like he can make, ta- can he make tables? Oh, that's my table is from his hands. And is it like, is it high end stuff? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So he knows how to do the polishing and all that stuff. Yeah, he does. He does it all. I have a bed from him. That's a, that's a real yeah. artisanal craft. It's Yeah, it's very, it feels very heady, but he's a man of his hands. Yeah, and he and he and he's, he uses saws and, and yeah. sands things. And yeah. That's great. Yeah, he did a, made a Barbie bunk bed with me when I was like six. 
Oh, that was nice. So he's here on a an, on a uh, on some Summer sort of a cabinet trip. making program. <laughs> um, actually, this was before he was really in full cabinet making. Full cabinet making. So he was the superintendent. It, this is going to get too in the complicated, weeds. but yeah, he met my mom. Uh-huh. They were my mom was young, twenty one at yeah. the time, twenty two, twenty two when they met, and then they they very quickly uh, decided to have a child, got pregnant, went to. Germany to get married there. My mom had me. Was, now, what's your like? Was this a, a a jarring thing for your mother? Just a. Um, I think exciting. Okay. I think they kind of both were like. <gasps> what? Where'd love. she come from? Uh, my mom grew up in New York. Okay. Yeah. So originally Brooklyn, and then she moved to Manhattan when she was ten. And. Um, all the family's okay. All the with fam- everything. Well. Mm, questionable <laughs> but um you, they, they've come around in the years as <laughs> far as i can tell um yeah. but yeah you know i think she you know, she was young and i think just excited by life excited by love and i decided to have a run baby. off to germany and run get off married to germany yeah and then they had me there yeah. and then uh when i was about a year they came back to new york and that's it and they were married and you were a family and we were family living in the city yep now okay so what is the progress of being you? Was there, did it feel w- uh, weird to have a German dad, a white German dad? Um, it's interesting because to me, yeah, he's he's my dad. Yeah, of course. So I would say, in the complete nuclear sense, and yeah. just within the confines of my family, no, it didn't feel weird at right. all. I actually, I, f- I feel very American and I feel very German. My yeah. dad is very German. When yeah. uh, when we speak, ninety percent of it is in German. Really? So, yeah. um, n- no. And then my grandparents also, so his parents I have yeah. a very close relationship with. But then I think in the context of the outer world, I guess. What about your mom's people? Yeah, and my mom. Yeah. So my mom's black. Yeah. And yeah, so with my mom, they took, you know, everybody accepted each other very wonderfully. Oh, and that's it was nice. no yeah. conflict around that, which right. was great. And um, to this day, you know, they have been now divorced for 25 years yeah. but um they love him yeah. and um respect him and he's do a they, great father <laughs> yeah so they do everyone still in touch and it's okay uh, uh not actively in yeah, touch but right. there's like respect sure and, sure you sure. know he yeah. came to some christmases and things yeah. like that but um you know that also tapered off as i got older sure um but yeah in, in so, terms of the outside world though, in terms of the outside world Sure, I yeah. think that there's definitely. I mean, honestly, I still think it's kind of like a revolutionary thing to be in an interracial relationship, and it is. It seems like it, doesn't it's it? It's still a th- huge thing. Yeah, <laughs> um, and you know, to I guess be the product of that um, certainly comes with questions and like, what huh. is this like? What is that like? So I think there was always curiosity around it, but like, my mom is my mom, and yeah. my dad is. Is my what, papa? Why is it a huge thing? I mean, it's it's an, it, it, at this point in time, it, it it shouldn't really be that huge a thing. It seems fairly common, but it still is sort of like wow. Yeah, I think it's still just sort of um, it's common, but I th- still don't think it's the majority. And I think right. that there's just a lot of um, you know, we're we're used to our culture, whatever it is we grew up with, whether you're white, black, yeah. or Asian, or or whatever, German, German, yeah, um. And I think there's just sometimes discomfort around folding in a different culture. And people, I think, are just still a little bit 
yeah. uneasy about it. But so, I, th- I think that's certainly changing. in this country that it's yeah. changing for both ways. Yeah, like as it aggressively becomes more common and and progressive and accepted. Yeah, there's this whole other side that's you know pushing back. Yeah, more now than ever. Yeah, it's fucking horrendous. It's yeah, it's quite what a disaster. Odd. What's yeah. it, what, what's going what's going on in Germany? Um, Lord, I don't know. <laughs> I think all of Europe is going through stuff. I think the United States is going through stuff. I think collectively as a globe, we're yeah. all sort of experiencing something. Maybe 2012 was the end of the world and we was didn't it? realize it. Yeah. I My think. mom always said it was not the end of the world, but a shift in energy. Oh, there you go. So, well, and isn't there... What, nice okay, way to look at it. Is Have you heard of this thing, what? the... Where they're trying to find the God particle. Do you know what I'm talking about? And they I like it. They I, have the explain it to me oh, as best you, you, okay. your understanding. The scientific of it. element yeah. is really going to fall short that's, that's here. That's okay. The God particle. But the, yeah, so they're trying to find sort of the like I think the element that is below sort of like the string theory, like okay. what is okay. truly right. oh, the yeah, basis yeah, yeah, of yeah. all things. Yeah. And so they started this atomic thing, and they're throwing neutrons, yeah. electrons. I don't know what they're yeah, throwing yeah. around protons, and but they're chasing the God particle. But they're chasing the God particle. Yeah. It's this like huge underground um, contraption. And when they turned it on, yeah. scientists had like four different ways that this could go. Either everything just basically blows up, yeah. which it didn't. <laughs> yeah. um, and another one, gosh, was nothing happens. And then another one was like a parallel universe begins. Yeah. And um, how did we move there? And well, I think we're in like the bad one. I know. That's like the idea is sure. like there was like a good one and a bad one, or you know, not good and bad. Are, are they, is it exactly the same, only good? Like are we living in both or do we not know? I, I mean I guess we're living in both, Ugh, I suppose, it if it's crazy. parallel. I'm really doing a terrible job, but it's quite interesting yeah. in terms of like, huh, maybe there was a shift. And if you think about it, like when did things start feeling a little weird? I know exactly when they started feeling weird. <laughs> when Trump was elected president. I mean, things were bad. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, then, then it got really weird. <laughs> <laughs> totally weird. Like, what the fuck, fuck. is happening? <laughs> There's no... Uh, I know exactly the day. That was not a good day. Oh, and then like... I the, passed out the day after that. You passed out? I think out of anxiety. Really? Yeah. You, you mean just out I, of like, nowhere? fainted, yes. Where? At uh, home? I was at somebody else's home. I was doing a table read for something, and I just, I was talking to somebody, and I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Where I was like, I was like, this isn't, something is off. And then I, I was walking, and thank goodness my my fiance was there, and I walked by him, and I was like, I'm not gonna, and I just Boom. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think it was anxiety. Do you, are you, have you always had that? I haven't always had that, but since then I have. Really? Yeah. That was the I beginning like, of it? Well, I How get old were you? very- So that was- tw- 20, This is 2016, so I was 25. Huh. Um, I think I've realized, so, well- What? Uh, I have a very complicated relationship to anxiety, as really? everybody does. I'm, I'm full of dread all the time. I'm managing dread right now. Really? Yeah, I, it, it manifests very specifically for me. Mm, in what way? Well, like indigestion. No, no. uh, Like I've always had it. Yeah. But it took me a long time to realize that that I get overwhelmed with it. And then then it almost feels like a depression. But it's really not. Yeah. It's a it's a paralysis. Yes. That's how I feel. 
Huh. Uh, I had it, I think, well, not I think, since puberty, but I didn't have words for it until really my mid-20s when it completely overwhelmed me and I essentially became immobile. Really? And I had to sort of like crisis control because I was like, this is just, and this sort of, that around that time was when it really all was coming to a head. And at 25? Yeah. But and, you've been dealing with it your whole life, you just didn't have a word for it. Or, yeah. Or what to and I would say 25 is when it... Um, was at its ugliest and when I it really started to change my life honestly like what happened what were the symptoms um I was so I would feel like I had to pass out so I'd just lie down for like hours a day because I, I was like I can't stand I stopped eating really I, did you think you were depressed I something I didn't think I was depressed because it wasn't depression I mean I get anxiety yeah I don't get depression well, I was it was like it's as if if you've experienced a panic a panic attack, it was as if a panic attack was happening twenty four seven. So I just had no relief, and so I couldn't eat. I was like losing weight. I was <sighs> seeing blurry. Yeah. Like I couldn't read. I couldn't. Yeah. Um, I I was like just indigestion. Yeah. And and I couldn't I couldn't be alone. I remember my partner at the time. He had to travel a little bit for work, and I had to like stay at my mom's house because I was like I cannot. I, I was just not functioning, and so then I sort of did a huge kind of overhaul and a bunch of stuff and really became yep. introspective. And I was like, at the time, I like stopped drinking, no sugar, meditating 20 yeah. minutes every morning, every night, trying to work out every day. Yeah. And that's when you're like, oh, brains are also different. Like you can implement all those things and need help. <laughs> so yes, but I think since then I have so much more vocabulary around it, yeah. so much more understanding. And so my management of it is just way better but since then when i am stressed out like last year i had some stuff with my tooth um what like what i just had a tooth pulled out fully yeah how was that it's i'm sitting here playing with the hole oh no it's got stitches are you gonna, in are you right gonna get some, are you gonna get like a fake one in there i guess so i got to i haven't i've never had my wisdom teeth pulled out and dentists keep telling me i should but i'm terrified <laughs> of the process it's it's a mess man yeah but i mean you know you get put out and then, you know, you wake that, up. That's actually the part that scares me. It the, scares me, the, too. The idea of like, all right, three, two, one, and you're out. That I know. sort of yeah. kind of gives me a lot of dread. I, are you kidding, man? I went to the dentist on Friday knowing I had to have that done. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess like I'm ready to die. But then I'm, was it nice, I guess, ultimately? <laughs> well, look, you know, my fear is that something is going to go wrong. What happened? <laughs> Because it was a root canal, and okay, I didn't yeah. feel anything, but that tooth was rotting. Yeah, yeah, so it was already yeah. a crown and yeah. a dead tooth, yeah. and the dead tooth at the at the base of the crown started to rot, yeah, so it could yeah, get yeah, infected, yeah. so I had to get it off. And I just went there this morning. But it, I'm, I was afraid- Wait, you had it done this morning? No. Oh, okay. I went, <laughs> I went to the dentist to have him do follow-up. It was, oh, okay. I did it Friday. But anyways, my anxiety around that was, what if something fucks up with the anesthetic? And I die. Oh, yeah. That was where I went. Oh. But I'm, I've been sober like uh, 22, 23 years. So yeah. I, it was nice. It was a freebie. You know, I had to wake <laughs> up and be like, hey, man. <laughs> I feel real good. Yeah. <laughs> but how do you, because I still deal with this and it took me a long time to realize that it was anxiety. And I still jack myself up on coffee to the point where I'm exhausted. Yeah. And I still get overwhelmed and have to take naps. Yeah, I take naps all the time. Yeah, but but I function. But I do, there is a fight. Do you feel like you function? Do you feel like you're thriving? Sure. Yeah. But like, but I have to make choices. Like yeah, through repetition, like doing exercise, like hiking up the mountain twice a week. Because yeah. I'll wake up and I've somehow trained myself 
Because there's a good part of my brain that's like, oh, fuck, I don't want to, God damn it, I don't want to deal with this. I can't go. I don't want to. Yeah. And I'll get anxious about it, but there's a stronger voice now that's sort of like, just go. That's me too. I feel like I'm, I've realized the, the just go and just do is often a good, um, addresses the thing well. I would argue to say that I do think sort of modern lifestyle of being quite sedentary and, you know, lack of real human to human interpersonal yeah. connection yeah. and you know blah 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 the internet all of that which the internet has wonderful things and also horrible right. things um i would argue contributes i think to the like seemingly vast mental health crisis we're having well just the amount of shit you but, dump into your brain but you're man. saying you feel like you've had this also your whole life or yeah no really. I, yeah i do I, I i you know i track it to a sort of nebulous parenting mm-hmm. you know where you know i don't know that i was given proper boundaries yeah i don't know that i was given uh you know that the, the indication that it was going to be okay yeah and I think that you just get wired that way. There's yeah. a certain panic to it that if you can't, you know, kind of rely on your parents to sort of comfort you and talk you down, you're on your own. Yeah. And eventually that's going to fuck with you. Yeah. I don't know what your situation was. You know, I think that's also, that's my question. I don't really know where mine comes from because mm. um, I had... Grounded people. I had very wonderful or have very wonderful parents. I think... I think, maybe you're just sensitive. I think I'm sensitive. I think, um, honestly, I do think for me a lot yeah. of it is modern life. Like huh. I, I, I find my anxiety completely dissolves when I am actively engaged in like nature. If I'm out every day, like with people, with with people. Well, not even with people. With yeah. like the woods. Yeah. With the sea. Yeah. Um. I recently did a, I was just kind of, you know, it was just like, a, it's been a lot of work recently. Yeah. And so I, I was like, let me go to, on a little trip to the, to the shore for like four days. Yeah. And so every day I was like surfing and like running around. I was just like in the jungle, in the ocean. And, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe it was vacation and I felt great, but it yeah. was interesting. Like my fatigue was completely gone. Really? And the way I eat, the way I, I don't, it's just like active actively engaging in life versus I do feel like the majority of my time I am sitting behind a computer screen reading stuff doing emails freaking out whatever yeah and I do think that it I think a reconnection to people in nature is sure huge yeah um but obviously for everybody you know it's what, different things, different backgrounds. and Yeah, I mean, anxiety is anxiety. Yeah, and this stuff certainly escalates. And sadly, I like being all jacked up. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I don't really realize when I'm looking at my phone, like just how much garbage I'm dumping into my head and what I'm reacting to. Yeah, it's, of it's, course. One of the other things that helped my anxiety was realizing that most of what I'm reacting to, most of the time, my brain is making up. Yeah. And and that's like that to me was a major breakthrough. Yeah. Oh, it's sort of like that's not real. You're not reacting to something real. Yeah. Yeah. You ever do that? But one? it is interesting. Like I will have that realization. Yeah. Co- like a cognizant. Like, wh- why am I having e- even like s- very simple things? Like, I'll ha- I'll feel like I'm getting a panic attack if I like find out. Yeah. Um, 
I don't, I don't know. Uh, I can't come up with a great example right now. Like that your food's not going to be here on time? Or? Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Maybe something, yeah, something <laughs> like like I was really looking forward to a certain meal yeah. and then that's not happening. Uh, and I can find myself working myself up to a panic. And I actually f- find, I think I'm actually kind of a very laid back person. Yeah. Um, but and I, and I and I realize I'm like why why am I having this very physical reaction right now where I'm like my heart is palpitating and I'm having mm-hmm. like I feel yeah. you can feel the adrenaline just pumping through your veins yeah and you realize you're like this is over nothing right and over something that I, I used to not really have a reaction to so why am I having this reaction but it is interesting and I don't think a lot of people realize who have never dealt with depression or have never dealt with anxiety how fully physical it is yeah it's not just like i'm nervous it's like a full physical yeah. kind of sometimes my chest tightens up yeah or i can feel it in my yeah, i feel it in my neck or again back with my tooth i i had some stuff going on with my tooth and i and i had gotten um some surgery on it yeah and i came home the novocaine wore off and i was experiencing pain yeah and it was fine it was manageable pain sure. but i was like something's wrong so i called the dentist but i was I started like passing out and I was like, is something wrong? That's just like, I think you're just having a panic, a, a panic attack. And I was like, okay, but it was over not like some tooth pain. Yeah. And, uh, so, and like you, so you're like, how you, do you even stop that? Yeah. How do you, but I think knowing helps yeah. and then knowing, okay, I'm feeling faint at what do you have to do? There's certain things you can do that, that, um, breathe into your, a bag. Breathe in. T- I don't, does that help? No, I mean, I thought that's a panic attack. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, because you then you're your like breath. hyperventilating. Yeah. Do you get that? You're not can't can't catch your breath, kind of thing. I get that less. Thank oh, that's goodness, because that sounds terrible. I tell. I have to tell myself I'm not in a hurry a lot. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I gotta, you know, you well, I guess you, know. you do so many different things too, and you're like running stuff. Yeah, it's just like yeah, my brain doesn't get any rest. Like, you know, I, I, got, like I, I think both you and I need a little more meditation. Or I tried, something. man. I tried. Yeah. You stick with it? No, I only do it when I'm in crisis. <laughs> it's not the time to do it. I know. I was doing it during the pandemic. Every day I get up. With I mean, the... who wasn't? I, I, <laughs> who wasn't? I was working out every day during I'm the pandemic. Well, the first two months. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then everything fell apart. <laughs> I still hold on to that, but I, I let go of the meditation because I don't mm. have the patience for it. I'd rather drink all the coffee. I like yeah. to get up and drink all the coffee and then I would meditate. And I'd be you know, amped. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> a hyper focus. Yeah, hyper focus. It's actually interesting. That sounds sure. That sounds like a sect yeah. of something. Yeah, but like then I just hyper meditation. Hyper meditation. <laughs> Highly caffeinated meditation. But then I just lost the patience for it. Mm. All right. So in New York, what, <laughs> what neighborhood did you grow up in? <laughs> Um, See, now, now I'm anxious. Ha- hard <laughs> left. <laughs> um, sorry, right. I'm yelling. Um, yeah. Oh, I grew up in Washington Heights. Okay. So, yes. And when did you start like doing the uh the acting thing? What's your mom do? My mom, gosh, I oh, yeah. could never I don't yeah. actually know what she does. It's social work adjacent. Oh, really? Yeah, so she like she's jumped around sort of in that. Does she deal field. with uh like people? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So she's... Social work, they're unsung heroes of uh of oh, our yeah. world. Yeah. So she she does um less like she does a lot of like program management mm. and creation. She does a lot of rehabilitation stuff. Um, she used to work as like family mediator. She used to work with women in um, 
domestically violent situation. Oh, really? So did she work at like one of those like a day women. center kind of thing? Or? She, yeah, she worked for like a non-for-profit sort of like huh. organization. So they did all kinds of stuff. Also rehabilitation for like young men who were violent or also working with prisoners who were violent or women who defended themselves and were then incarcerated. So like around, all over yeah. that spectrum. Yeah. Um, so what was uh, what was her sense of of parenting? What did you get turned on to? It seems like a pretty mm, progressive world. Was there yeah. art in the house? There music, was art, music. I would say in a quite a in quite a normal sense. Mm, um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say my mom is necessarily a highly artistic yeah. individual. Right. Um, I'd say she's like spiritual in mind and in being, uh-huh. but isn't the artist, I would say. My, right. my dad, I would say, is a bit more creative. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I also grew up like loving to paint and to draw. And I would say, you know, um, my dad is a bit more, he was like, he loved photography and he liked also drawing and things like that. Yeah. Um, but no, I think in, in my household, so Did I Did you paint say, much? I did, yeah. I and you were good at lot. it? I mean, my dad is still like, you should have been a graphic artist really? or something like that. But um, I realized quickly that that was a hobby I shouldn't monetize. Yeah. Um, you still do it? I do. Yeah, oh. I love it. Watercolors? I like watercolors. Um, I like acrylics. And yeah? Yeah, kind of all kinds of Big stuff. Big canvases? Uh, normal Abstract? canvases. No, I like portraiture. Oh, you paint people. Yeah, things. I like. I kind of. I need all photos and paintings to have a person in it, <laughs> um, <laughs> or else you get anxiety, uh, or else I'm bored. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would say my parents just did a good job of like they just sort of let me be me. So I, I was all. I was. I feel like I. I I was sort of jack of all trades, master yeah. of none. Like right. I liked to draw. Was I a master at it? Absolutely not. I yeah. liked to sing. I liked to dance. I liked making clothes. I also was going to work with animals and then I was going to maybe be a diplomat and then I was like, I'm going to learn all the languages. So I've kind of been all over the place. <laughs> um, How did you land on acting? Um, that was just one of my hobbies. Ah. So How so? Did you do like Just kids, did it in school. Kids plays? Yeah. Uh. My first play, I was seven. I actually think, so I did, I was, I went to after school because my parents were working and yeah. one of the programs that my like elementary school did was just like the theater thing. Yeah. And so I did Annie and The Music Man and um, uh, Guys and Dolls. I remember those three shows specifically. Yeah. And I think to this day, I had such a positive experience with that. I'm trying to emulate the feeling I had then. From when you were a kid? Yeah. How's that going? You know, it's a process. Well, I mean, but the the feeling of being on stage and- Is the, exhilarating. Ver- yeah, but versus, all right, cut. Yeah, you know We're that was a big, that was a big transition for me. Like I totally had to readjust yeah. my thinking, and then also there's a difference again. Like monetizing your hobby, I think suddenly having pressure of like, oh, there's money riding on this. Um, well, when did that start happening? I mean, like, how did you go to college for acting? No, I went. To, I, I was a French major in college. At I did Skidmore? a lot of yeah. I did a lot of theater classes. I lived in Paris for a year, which was quite formative for me. And how's the French? Um, well, it used to be very fluent. Yeah. It's less fluent now. Yeah. Me. J'adore français. Yeah. Um, 
and I love I love Paris and yeah. I, you well, you're an international person. It's nice to have that side. Uh, I feel so fortunate yeah. to have that, and it's easy in Europe. You know, I had that European connection, and so it's easy to just drive around and go yeah. everywhere. Um, so where did you learn yes. to act? So acting, just like in school. Okay, to be fair, I yeah. went to LaGuardia High School, which is oh, that's the one. Yes, is that the fame school? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, <laughs> um, but again, I'm I don't, old. That's I don't... what old people ask. <laughs> I, that's where they did the fame. I, I do. I will say, yeah, it is yeah. usually older a, people. A older people sure. who ask about that. Yeah. Um, but I will. I people I don't think realize that it's like it's a public school. It's yeah. not like so kids from all over the city go yeah. there. Yeah, that's what's actually great about it. It yeah. sort of hits all demographics economically, at, like background everything and so it's quite diverse in that way but it's just kids who like like art yeah <laughs> and um so you know acting i just liked acting i would do it in school i would do it in like local church or whatever sure. um not that i went to church it was just like churches that would do put plays, on plays yeah. and stuff. And so my mom was like, you should audition for LaGuardia. And I did. And I and I was lucky enough to get in and have that very interesting experience. So I guess I was had that primed. But again, I was doing a bunch of stuff. Um, and then in college, I was like, all right, I'm, I actively did not um, apply to any conservatory programs because I was like, I want to try other stuff. Yeah. And so I did... I did theater classes in college and yeah. was a part of that community, but I was like, I'm not majoring in theater. Yeah, because you want to learn other things, broaden yeah. the education. Yes, yeah. And I took a lot of like courses on international relations. Yeah, I took yeah. Art classes. Yeah. I took. I, I ended up being a French literature sort of major, and um, which you know, I don't. I don't know how useful i guess what did you is. focus on though like did, did you read like um like did you read rembo yes we read Vol- voltaire and, and rembo all the things Baudelaire. yes of course but to be fair and i will say this yeah i went into college not knowing a word of french yeah not one yeah and i just loved the language i just thought it was interesting and i yeah. left college fluent so yeah. i came out with a tangible thing um, you can probably still read it pretty well, right? I can read it well, and I can totally get by and do my thing. It's just not as right as engaged, yeah, as it was ten yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I graduated from college, yeah. and I came home, and I was like, "Well, I've been acting for so long, just on my free time. Like, yeah. I can't not try it, right?" So I tried, and that, and you started to work. I first worked at a casting office for free. Um, to get in, just to kind of be near it. Yeah, whose office? Um, Susan Shopmaker. Uh huh. And so she often had interns coming yeah. in and just helping out. So I did that like three. Well, I was doing it like five days a week, and then I was like, I need. What'd you I learn? A job. Um, what did I learn? But I mean, seeing it that it's sort of that's the beginning of the demystifying process. Yeah, honestly. Did you see how competitive it was and how like I knew it was competitive. Yeah, right. I think I think watching people audition was useful to sort yeah. of see that etiquette and what that is like. Um surely I guess the idea of like it's not necessarily about talent, but just about 
what um, a project needs. Yeah. You know, I remember right. oh, yeah. specifically That's there important. was like yeah. somebody who came in and he was phenomenal, but he was bald. <laughs> and he was like, we already have this other guy yeah. who's bald and we can't do both bald men. Yeah. And so it was like, you know, just stuff like that is, is I think, good That's for like, a performer to see, to be like. That's like the saddest story ever. <laughs> It's yes. like when, that. It's, and he was great. Well, the, <laughs> I mean, that's why, like, I always did comedy. I never really focused on doing auditions because I always knew there's going to be somebody that's going to be, you know, yeah. who can handle it better than me. I will say though, yeah. I love auditioning. I that's, love it. You do because of the because the adrenaline. I think I actually think the adrenaline. I kind of I I remember that doesn't s- give you anxiety. I think I'm able to, which is why I can perform i can turn that dread into something productive like that specific nervousness that like i'm having indigestion that thing i I think maybe just through years of doing it i actively i'm like this energy is now transforming and it's going to just radiate through me into performance yeah and then i can just like black out on stage and it that it just becomes like if you're present Makes me present, but I I actually feel like internally it's transforming into like just it's like coursing through me as something other than nervousness. Yeah, and so I I think I think that is a difference with like somebody who performs. Like, do you clam up or do you just let it go and, yeah, yeah. and show yourself? Right. And I think I learned to just show myself, and I think that with auditioning, I feel like all right. I'm going to go in this room and I'm just, it's my room. Yeah. I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them me. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just going to take it. Yeah. And I learned, <laughs> I remember somebody told, I just learned like, if you need a chair, you'd be like, I'm taking chair. If I start the scene, I didn't like it. I'm just going to restart the scene. Yeah. And I just kind of went in kind of like, I'm not going to apologize for being here. I know you guys want to cast somebody. You want to be done casting. Yeah. Let me be the ticket. <laughs> and I would just throw my shit at the wall and then leave. And then I'd buy like a tiramisu from Italy or some shit and be like, that's my prize for everything I have done. Uh, what and a good prize. So I found it quite exhilarating. Yeah. Um, well, that's a, that's a nice take on it. Yeah. And I think to me, I sort of, yeah, I don't know. I, but, I, you do it so much. I was like, you... For me, I was like, I have to make this enjoyable. So right away, you you knew that. Well, I mean, I find that about acting. Yeah. Like, because I don't, I never, I didn't come up like that auditioning. I I, mm-hmm. I just didn't. I mm-hmm. you know, it, but I always wanted to do the acting. But what what I find about it is like, if I can do this okay, yeah. I'm okay at it. But how do I make it interesting? Yeah. Enough to be like waiting around for three hours. See, comedy to me yeah. is terrifying. Yeah. Maybe because I'm not, I'm just not a comedian. Yeah. That's just not my. Well, I mean, it's not a matter of scared or not scared. It's just like, how do I, how am I not going to be bored all fucking day Uh, and aggravated that I'm still waiting around? Yeah. Yeah. And how, how is the three minutes on camera (laughs) going to be worth the day? (laughs) Do you know? Yeah. I guess. It sounds to me like the auditioning process for you is the most exciting part. (laughs) (laughs) I will say then when I book a role. I'm yeah. like, what did I do? What did they like? <laughs> How am I going to replicate that? <laughs> and so coming to set is definitely, I think, a balance of like pain and like creative ecstasy. Yeah. Um, and I do, I do miss the theater. I do miss that like that 
audience reaction, yeah. that that engagement. Um, you know, in some ways, when you do theater, you rehearse, you rehearse, you rehearse. But then when you're on stage, it's not the directors anymore. It's not anybody's. It's, it's yeah. the actors and the audiences. And there's something quite like yeah, and also it's so about that. yeah, well, it's so present. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not. There's no time to be anxious. Yeah, exactly. You're in it, and you're problem solving as you go, and like saving another actor's. Like flub is so <laughs> that's fun, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. but I think I've now transitioned into I f- I find film sets yeah. also it's just different, yeah, it's just a different use of energy and different kind of bonding, different kind. It's just it is quite different. Um, yeah, it it is an adjustment. It's it's weird too because like you do these things that are very intense and there's a whole community to yeah. it and then when they're done you're like all right Bye. <laughs> that is quite odd it's really weird I do feel very first day of school every set I go to and then three months in you're like best buds yeah and then you move on and then you see someone five years later like wow I haven't seen you since we were yeah. like best friends yeah for six months yeah. yeah but then I do think that that sort of like foundation does come through like you do have this sort of sacred like i've seen you at your worst because we did 16 hours together every day yeah and there's something very special about that well what about the atlantic crew yeah again i think well i guys had four years off yeah but because the show changed all of our lives so completely there's this like spirit connection of we did this together and all of us changed because of it yeah and so i think we kind of have this i don't know this bond of course for sure and it's not like you know we have a connection but we're not necessarily hanging out all the time in between shoots and we do spend time together um with keith's sort of a trip right he's wonderful yeah I mean, I think Darius and him are quite intertwined as in, as individuals. Uh-huh. Um, but I think like Keith is just this very thoughtful, kind. Um, yeah, I think just very sensitive individual. Yeah. Um, and like on set is so gentle. Yeah. And, it's just wonderful. That role was sort of built for him. Uh, yeah. I think it was built for him and he built it. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yes. But I, I think that Darius and him are quite similar in energy and and spirit for sure. Yeah. I'm curious about that guy. I you should have him on your, on your pod. I, I've reached out. I think we've tried. I mean, I interviewed Donald a million years ago before he was. Oh, when did you interview him? Probably just after community, and yeah, he was like s- sweet, and uh, it was all ahead of him. Mm-hmm. And then he became huge. Yeah, like I think it was he had done the first Childish Gambino record, and I can't remember what he was promoting when he was here, but he was like a different guy. Mm. We don't, we haven't done a lot of those kind of interviews, but he's like, like a different dude now. Yeah, like I interviewed Kevin Hart before he got big. Really? Yeah, like I, there's. I mean, I've been doing this since two thousand and nine, and there's people. Who I've talked to, who are now you know out you know beyond huge, yeah, and I don't know what their lives are like now. Yeah, do you feel like you're huge? Me, no. You're pretty big. I don't know if I am. I I don't. Uh, I keep it. Uh, I keep it small. What? Yeah, I'm actually. What? Curious, what's your relationship to fame like? Why well, I'm fortunate in that I'm a highly discoverable. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, talent that most people in the world do not know who I am. Hmm. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I can still go to the supermarket. And most yeah. of the people that, that know me know me really well if yeah. they listen to this thing. Yeah. So then it's sort of like they have this one-sided relationship that's far too intimate. <laughs> like it's it's always, I'll see people, they're like, hey, is did you get the, the toilet fixed? I'm like, wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, but I'm, I'm at a level where I, I can handle it. And mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to not be, uh, it's, a, the, it's a weird business because I've been doing a comedy a long time. Yeah. I think I'm doing the best comedy I've ever done, but I'm not huge, but I'm okay. But you know, uh, how do you think the businesses change? I suppose. Well, I mean, everybody can just sort of carve their own way. Mm -hmm. That you know, established show business doesn't mean as much as it used to. Yeah, Uh, I think the idea of like the traditional celebrity has changed quite a bit. Oh yeah, Uh, and and everybody's got their own little. Everyone exists in a bubble. Yeah, uh, if they're lucky. Yeah, like their own like like Atlanta is a thing. That some people love, yeah, and they're crazy about. But a lot of people are like, "What is it what on? Is it? Yeah, where exactly. is it? You know, it's a weird reality mm-hmm. that you can put all your life and energy into something, and most people be like, "I don't know if I get that channel." Yeah, <laughs> I think that, that I think make can make because uh, things can be so much more niched. Yeah, and that's um, the way everything is. There are people making yeah. millions of dollars in show business in completely non traditional <laughs> way. Yeah. There are YouTube people like, I don't know who the fuck they are. Yeah. I'm and not like, even sure they're talented. I think Twitch is like one of the biggest things now. I don't know what is that. Now. What is that? And it's it's big for like video game streaming where people just play and mm. they just comment on their playing. But it's I think it's one of the biggest. Yeah. Um, What's this got to do with the God particle? Uh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> this is all. The God particle this has is the bad made parallel all universe. of these things. Yeah. I know. Well, it's. I guess it's just. I have to say, watching Rick and Morty, I really believe that there are many universes. Oh yeah. I just. Hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I think about the alternate Zussies, and I'm like, I hope she's doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't let my. I can't make my brain do that. I'm barely holding on to this one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just the the present thing. I can't, I don't... Maybe letting go of that would be good. I don't know. Then there's a lot of crying. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on to something. So what... (laughs) So you... Like, so you shot all... uh, Atlanta's done for now. Yeah, yeah. Is this it? Forever, yeah. Okay. What... And you did... uh, We're we're in the bad guys. Mm -hmm. That was fun. You were great in that. Voice is fun. We... Yeah, you did... The yeah. snake. And I was Diane. The yeah, fox. that's a great part. Mm-hmm. Now, what about what do you what have you shot lately with the live action stuff? Uh, big any big honestly, ones? Honestly, not much. Yeah, uh, I have. I guess I have Bullet Train coming out. I don't know when that comes out though. What it's is what is that one? So it's um it's Brad Pitt, Brian Tyree Henry, who's in. Atlanta. Oh yeah, he's great. I like he's that also guy. Also in that. Was he a comic but, guy? No, just uh, actor. He actually got his big start on Broadway. He was original uh, Book of Mormon cast. Okay, that's mm-hmm. funny. Um, <laughs> Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that's a comedic. Thing. Yeah, that's a funny show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he's so that's where he got sort of his big acting start, and then obviously has now blossomed in film yeah. and television. Um, and many other people, and that's sort of this. It's like a action comedy kind okay. of Okay, Bullet Train? Bullet Train, yeah. And then, what else do I have coming out? I don't have anything coming out. 
Have you Atlanta got- season three and four are coming out. But I, I've kind of just not really been on set recently. Hmm. I've just been, I'm trying to produce. Yeah. And me and my partner have been writing stuff, developing things. Your fiance partner or partner partner? Uh, both. Oh. Yeah. You well, have- partner, fiance is also partner in writing and oh, okay. developing stuff. He's an actor, right? Yeah, actor. I met him. I met him in New York at yeah, the restaurant. Yeah, at the screening. At the thing. screening. Yeah. What's his name again? David. Okay. And so we're like doing a bunch of stuff together, trying to, you know, get things off. And that seems ground. okay? It doesn't make you fight? It's made us fight, but <laughs> yeah. I think, honestly, creatively, we have the same taste. Yeah. I've never overlapped with somebody's creative taste in the same way uh, we do. Yeah. So ultimately, we have a different way of going about things, mm. but our opinions on what the thing should be is always exactly the same. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. But I, I sometimes think it's actually good. Like, he's a um, more... I can be more like a laid back, like I'm very into um, like mental health and like taking my time in my space and I can be slow to respond on stuff and he's sort of on it oh, yeah. very much. How does that, like how does he handle your anxiety when it's nap time? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, he knows me quite well yeah. and and knows when I need it yeah, and is good. actually quite comforting. Um, what are you producing though? Like when you, what's, what's the plan? Yeah, what is so, the plan? Uh, we, so we, so he writes as well. So yeah. he has a bunch of stuff he's written yeah. and we have um, a couple of things we've written together and some things we're like out to directors on now. Some things we're about to pitch to some studios and our pitching and whatnot. And then we're also developing something. I don't know how, like, you know, I have to be all secretive, okay, I guess. Right. But, like, developing something TV with a studio. TV. TV uh-huh. with something with a studio right now. That's good. Um, so, yeah, we're, like, it's very outside of my comfort zone for sure. But I think that's good. But it's exciting. You're engaged, doing yeah, things. Yeah, and I think sort of the idea of, like, writing or making things that I really want to be in. Because you can get sent scripts, but that doesn't mean that... yeah. You know, there yeah. are always things. Right. Here. I mean, it's it, it's nice to create your own stuff. Yeah. So that's so so that's the plan. Create a thing that you can be in that you created, yeah. and uh, get back on the stage. Yes. And do a German film in German, all German. There you go. I mean, you should be my manager. I'm I'm working on it. I'll get on the phone <laughs> right after we get done. Good. It's nice talking to you. Yeah. You too. Thanks. Okay, folks. Wait, I come out of that like, you know, well, that was lovely. Um, season three of Atlanta is on Thursday nights on FX. Streaming on Hulu. Bad Guys, the movie we're both in, is out uh, April 22nd. Dig it. Here's some heavy sounds. Heavy tone. I'm going to call this my tone. I finally got it right. Got the right amps hooked up.
Mickey, LaFonda, cat angels everywhere.